in your car, wherever you're located, just lift your hands and bless him. Hold your device with one hand and lift your hands with another. Or if you're watching from your television, just lift both hands and bless him. He's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy. Uh, God inhabits the praises of his people, and he'll show up right where you are. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Hosanna. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. If you're standing, you may be seated. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. I'm so excited about this season and what God is doing. Mark chapter 11, verses 1 to 4, verses 7 and 11. I'm reading from the Passion Translation and then Zechariah, chapter 9, verse 9. And I am reading from the NIV. Jesus sent two of his disciples ahead and said to them, as soon as you enter a village ahead, you will find a donkey's coat tied there that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring that donkey to me. And if anyone asks, why are you taking it? Tell them, the master needs it and will send it back to you soon. And so they went and the disciples brought the coat to Jesus and piled their cloaks and their prayer shawls on the young donkey and Jesus rode it. Again, they piled their cloaks and their prayer shawls on the young donkey, and Jesus rode upon it. Verse 11, Jesus rode through the gates of Jerusalem all the way up to the temple. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9 says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly riding on a donkey, on a coat, the fowl of the donkey or a donkey. I, I want to speak to you on the subject. Jesus needs a donkey. Jesus needs a donkey. And I want to remind you of the, the emojis I want you to use. Uh, when I say, somebody say amen, thumbs up is for amen. If I say, for example, uh, he's talking about you or turn to your neighbor, you point to the side and say, you know, turn to your neighbor or tell your neighbor, oh, he's talking about you. If I say somebody give him praise, lift those hands up and give the Lord praise. And if I say um, receive the blessing, of course, you'll put both hands out to receive the blessing. 
Let us bow our heads. Father, I pray right now that my speech and my preaching will not be with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but demonstration of spirit of power that our faith will not rest in the wisdom of Brian Green, but in the power of God. I pray, according to Ephesians chapter 1, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto all of us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Let the eyes of the understanding of our hearts be enlightened so that we would know what is the hope of your calling? What are the riches of the glory of your inheritance that you have in each and every one of us, your saints? Help us to know the exceeding greatness of your power to us who believe. It's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead that resides in us. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Tell somebody Jesus needs a donkey right now. Tell somebody Jesus needs a donkey. I want to remind you that in 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12, it says, Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah, which means the watchtower, and Shen, and he named the stone Ebenezer, saying, Thus far, up to this time, the Lord has helped us. And I reminded you that I wanted you to take a stone, if you want to take a literal stone, or take a, a sticky and I want you to write down every week someplace, someday during that week that you saw the hand of the Lord helping you. And I wanted you to testify about it. And so even right now on the chat, on the chat, if you can just you know, type in a one line of how you saw the Lord help you during the week. For example, I saw the Lord do a Jehovah sneaky on me. God is a bad dude. He sneaks blessings on your life. If you remember, there was, there was a lot of rain this week. And so Wednesday, it was raining bad. And my wife tried to go shopping uh, two different places. And, of course, now they're really enforcing that six feet uh, 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 separation in the supermarket. So they're only allowing like anywhere between 150 and 175 people in the market. So my wife would drive to one market and there's lines out, drove to another supermarket, lines out the door. And so the next day I wake up and of course it's raining even more. It's, it's cloudy even more. It's just a dark day. And I was complaining to the Lord, another dark day. And the Holy Spirit said to me, Brian, go shopping. And I said, shopping? He said, yes, go shopping because there'll probably be nobody in the store. <laughs> and so I went shopping and sure enough, it was easy access into the store and easy access out. And the Lord said, see how I snuck a blessing in your life. You were complaining about the rain and the cloudy day. And of course, yesterday was bright and sunny, and one of my friends tried to go shopping, and now, of course, there's lines out the door, lines down, almost probably down the street. Why? Because it was a beautiful day, and God said, look, even I sent a rainy, cloudy day to bless you. Keep your eyes open. Uh, tell your neighbor, that was a bad word right there. That was a bad word right there. Sometimes you're complaining about your cloudy days, and you don't know that God is making the path easier for you. Ah, that's why you got to bless the Lord at all times. Come on, right now, just praise him right now. Thank him. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, in everything, not for everything, but in everything, give thanks. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Jesus needs a donkey. Jesus needs a donkey. You know, um, 
I've never heard a sermon on a donkey. Now, on all the sermons that I've heard about Palm Sunday, people have spoken about Jesus riding into uh, Jerusalem on this day we call, celebrate called Palm Sunday. He rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. I've heard people preach, of course, that Jesus was always a person who made sure that he followed the word of the Lord. So he knew that scripturally that the Bible says in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, many people have stated during sermons how Jesus was fulfilling the scripture found in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, that rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion, shout, daughter of Jerusalem. Why? See, your king, King Jesus, comes righteous and victorious, but he's riding on a donkey. I've heard many people say also that uh, when a king rode in or out of a city on a horse, that means his intent was war. However, if a king rode on a donkey, that means his intent was peace. And so Jesus, of course, he's riding on a donkey. Uh, why? Because he is the prince of peace. So I've heard many stories. I've heard also sermons that when Jesus rode in and uh, into Jerusalem, people were crying, Hosanna. Now, some of you may not realize that Hosanna is not just a word of praise. Hosanna actually has a, it has a definition. It means, Lord, save us, or Lord, rescue us right now. So when you say Hosanna, it is a praise to God saying, Lord, rescue me right now. Why? Because I know you can rescue me. Or in the, matter, in, in the, in the modern vernacular, we say, won't he do it? Ha, won't he do it? And so when we say Hosanna, I, there, I, I believe, I believe that what greater time to give God a praise of Hosanna, rescue us now than right now as we're going through this, this challenge, this pandemic of uh, COVID-19 or coronavirus. And so it's a good opportunity to say to God, Hosanna, rescue us now. And of course we know, uh, or you may not know, that the, the Jewish people were hoping that Jesus would rise and rescue the nation of Judah, Palestine, uh, rescue them from the dominion of the Roman Empire. But he wasn't coming to bring uh, war, or he wasn't coming to bring peace between uh, the Romans and uh, Jerusalem or Israel. He was coming to bring peace for us. Can you say amen? Give me an amen. Okay, good. Now, I, I want to talk about the donkey. And this is going to be part one. And I don't know when I'll do part two. I may do part two next week or the week after. Uh, but I want to make a case for the donkey. In fact, I want to make a case for donkeys who have, got, who have been maligned for millennials. Millenniums, rather. And, and that is, we look at, it, it is a slur. It is a, it is a uh, criticism when you call somebody a donkey. As a matter of fact, there's a term that we call a person uh, using the term donkey that actually could come across like a swear. And many people, if you said, would you rather have a horse or a donkey? Most people will, 
will choose a horse because a horse looks majestic. A horse is a horse of look is a is an animal that looks beautiful, that looks stellar. And a donkey, huh? A donkey. But I am here to make a case for the donkey. <laughs> and I'm here to let you know that Jesus needs a donkey. He doesn't need a horse. He needs a donkey. And I want to talk about five things, five qualities of a donkey that you may not know about. And as we talk about that, I'm only going to probably talk about two today. And then in part two, I'll talk about the other three. But I want to encourage you that Jesus, if he's going to get something done in the body of Christ, he needs a donkey. First of all, did you, not, did you know that donkeys, mm, donkeys, they have incredible, incredible hearing. Donkeys have incredible hearing. In other words, a donkey, this is amazing, a donkey can hear another donkey in a desert. If, if two donkeys were in a desert, a donkey can hear another donkey 60 miles away. Now, you may say, well, what can you, can you put that in a context that I can understand? Okay, many of us have probably driven to New York, and we usually would take the Mass Turnpike, and we would, we would probably take Route 90 West. And when you leave Cambridge, you'll see a sign that says Route 90 West, and you'll see a sign that says heading to Worcester. If you understand what I'm talking about, just say amen. So, so heading to Worcester. So put it this way, if a donkey was in Cambridge and a donkey cried out in Worcester, the donkey in Cambridge not only could hear the donkey in Worcester, but the donkey in Cambridge could hear the donkey in Worcester if the donkey even moved another eight to nine miles west. That's amazing that a donkey 60 miles away, it has ears that can hear the cry of another donkey. You may say, what does this have to do with me? Oh, it has to do everything with you and I. Here's my point. Are you so sensitive? Can you be so sensitive that when somebody is hurting and somebody is feeling broken and they're not in a desert, they're in a, watch this, a place where they're feeling deserted. Are you in a place where you can hear the cry of another believer, even if they don't live within your proximity? I think sometimes God puts people on our hearts who may live not simply in another city, not simply in another state, not, but maybe in another country. God puts them on our hearts and he's saying, they're hurting, they're crying. Can you, can you hear their cry? Sometimes God may wake you up 
at a ridiculous hour and you're like, no, I, maybe I should go to sleep or maybe, maybe let me look at my cell phone. Let me, let me check out my, my Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And God said, no, that's not why I woke, that's not why I woke you up. I woke you up because there's another believer who's crying, who feels deserted, who feels lonely, who feels broken. Can you hear their cry? God needs, Jesus needs a donkey. Another quality of a donkey is that a donkey is stronger than a horse. You didn't realize that, did you? As a matter of fact, I was shocked to find out that a donkey carries more weight pound for pound than any other animal in the Bible. What do you mean? I'm not saying that a donkey can carry more weight than any other animal in the Bible. For example, an oxen. What I'm saying, pound for pound, pound for pound, a donkey is stronger than any other animal in the Bible. And you may say, well, all right, what does that have to do with me? Well, that means a donkey can not only, thank you, Holy Spirit, carry its own weight, but it can carry the weight of somebody else. Galatians chapter 6, verse 2 says, Bear ye one another's burdens. And that's how you fulfill the law of Christ. During this pandemic, the coronavirus, are you, are you carrying other people's burdens or are you only concerned about, like that rap song says, me, myself, and I? If the only person you're concerned about is you, then really, you, you really lack the love of Christ. You may have love, but it's not the love of Christ. Because Jesus said in John chapter 13, verses, I think it's around verse 31, uh, around there, 31, 39, around there, he says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another, verse 34, 35. And he says, and, and he says, and he says, and this shall all people know that you are my disciples if you have love one to another, not love one for another. If I have love for you, it's like, okay, okay, come here, come get it. If you can get it, I'll give it to you. But love one to another is when you go and you give somebody something. You say, no, 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 you don't have to come to me. I'm going to come to you. My wife and I were blessed by a member, of this, a partner this morning of our church, I remember I was walking around yesterday, and of course now a lot of people are wearing the face mask, and I'm and I'm watching people wearing face masks, and said, "Man, gee, I don't have a face mask." And I was saying my, and I was saying this to myself. I was saying, "Boy, Lord, I, even if I wanted a face mask, I I probably don't even know where to buy one, and maybe I can try to have somebody make one." And and see, I love the the Bible says, "Before you call, He will answer." Do you know that I got a text message this morning from one of our partners, and they said, "Bishop, I drove by, I drove by your house. I, me and my group, we made face masks for you and your wife, and I left it at." your door. Wow. See, that's 
love one, two. They didn't text me and say, hey, come by and get it. They brought it to our house this morning before seven. So here's my question. What are you doing to carry other people's burdens? Are you so consumed with your life? Are you so consumed with what you're going through that you forgot the law of Christ, the law of love? Can you hear somebody crying, struggling in another state, New York, California, relatives in New Orleans, outside of the country, nations in Africa, Europe, Asia, South America, this morning, see, this is the love of Christ. I have a pastor friend of mine. He's in Colombia. They've, they've been in lockdown in Colombia for 15 days. And he texts me at 2 o'clock in the morning to pray for me. 2 o'clock this morning. That's love one for another. Tell somebody Jesus needs a donkey. Jesus needs a donkey. My final point, and this really stunned me, and that is donkeys have incredible memory. I could run around a church right now. Donkeys have incredible memory. What do you mean? Donkeys can recognize areas or routes that they traveled 20, up to 25 years ago. Lord have mercy. You didn't hear me. Donkeys have the ability that if they were someplace 25 years ago, they can remember the area and the route. Oh, my goodness. Ah, shit, come my God. What do you mean? Not only, not only can they remember areas and routes, they can remember other donkeys. What, you, what are you saying, Bishop? Oh, this is a bad word right Some of you have short-term memory. You are panicking because of what's going on right now, and you have forgotten all of the years where the Lord has brought you through. That's a bad word right there. Ah, I, I, I like some of the older saints. They used to talk about how the Lord brought them through when they were, you know, early in their marriages or when they were bringing up their children. I remember my grandmother used to talk to me. My grandmother, and many of you know my dad, Reverend Herman Green, my grandmother had eight children. My grandmother and grandfather, eight children. During the Depression, my grandfather could not find work for eight years without work. And yet the Lord kept them during the Depression. And my grandmother would remind me as I was sitting at her feet how the Lord kept her. She had the donkey memory. She could remember what God did for her. And so no, ah, and so no matter what she went through in the 70s, uh, in the 60s, in the 70s, no matter what she went through, she could look in her mind and remember. Oh, my goodness. Remember, remember, remember. The Bible says, read it for yourself. First uh, Chronicles 16, verse 12. Psalm chapter 105, verse 5. It says, remember his marvelous works that he has done the wonders and the judgments out of his mouth some of you have short-term memory God has blessed you God has kept you we just got a prayer uh, a, a, a prayer request 
from one of our, uh, our leaders and, and talked about in Honduras, people are on lockdown and now people are running out of food and, and people don't know where to go. I can bet you right now, everybody who's watching this live stream right now can easily go to ref their refrigerator and find some food. They're running out of formula for, for their babies in Honduras. And here we are complaining about, oh, I can't go outside. I can't see my friends. Please, folks, remember the goodness of God. Remember how he kept you. Great is thy faithfulness is more than a song. It's a testimony. Somebody praise him right now. Somebody praise him right now. Somebody praise him right now. The donkey could remember where he's been 25 years ago. He could remember the root. And I can remember how God kept me, how God watched over me, how God, when my, when my mother was diagnosed with cancer, about uh, 30, almost 38 years ago, and how the devil told him, because the word devil means liar or slanderer. He, the devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. In other words, the devil will lie to you about God. He will lie to you about other people, and he will lie to you about yourself. He'll tell you you can't make it. He'll tell you that God can't supply your needs. But I'm telling you right now, why don't you lift your hands as a curse to the devil and say, God is going to bless me. God is going to bring me through. My source is not here. My source is in the heaven. Because the Bible says, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in the glory. Oh, come on, bless the Lord right now. Bless the Lord right now. Your short-term memory. The older saints used to say, the longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. Let's just pause and sing this song. All my life, you have been faithful. All my life, you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able. I will sing of the goodness of God. One more time. Everybody sing it. Come on. All my life you have been faithful. Come on, tell the Lord. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I Able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Come on, take 10 seconds to bless him. Come on, come on, take sec 10 seconds to bless him. And in the meantime, ask him to forgive you for forgetting how he brought you out of harder times than this. Uh, the deeper times it is. Some of you shouldn't even be alive. Some of you had doctor's reports that said right now you shouldn't even be alive. You need to praise and remember like the donkey. If it takes 25 years, I remember how he brought me out. Oh, my, 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 my God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, what struck me about the Passion Translation is that it said when they finally got the donkey... And uh, I'm going to need my daughter, Jessica, in a moment. When they finally got the donkey, and it was actually the colt, meaning the offspring of the donkey, 
and they brought it to Jesus. The Bible says that they threw their garments on to the donkey, and then Jesus rode on the donkey into the city, into the city, and took Jesus all the way to the temple. What struck me with the Passion Translation is that it said they took their garments and their prayer cloths. And I was like, I don't remember seeing prayer cloths. So I looked in different versions, and I could not find prayer cloths. And I was wondering, why, why did he put prayer cloths there? And then I discovered that when the Jewish people were getting ready to go into the promised land, uh, God gave them some instruction, particularly the men. I'm talking to the men right now. Particularly the men in Numbers chapter 15, verse 37 to 41, NIV. And this is what this is a command from the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites, these are the men, and say to them, not that women aren't involved here, and say to them, throughout the generations, plural, to come, you are to make tassels on the corner, corners of your garment with blue cord on each tassel. And you will have these tassels to look at so you will remember all the commands. The tassels are to remind you of all the commands of the Lord that you may obey them and not prostitute yourselves by chasing mm, after the lusts of your own heart and your own eyes. The tassels will remind you, don't chase after the lusts of your heart and your lusts of your eyes. Then you will remember. Every time you look at those tassels, you will remember all the commandments and will be consecrated, set apart for God. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt to be your God. I didn't bring you out of Egypt. I didn't bring you out of not being saved for you to serve idols. I brought you out to serve me, as in God. He says, I am Jehovah. I am the Lord, your God. Every Jewish man wore this garment as an outer garment. In fact, uh, it, Orthodox Jews, I, I was in Brooklyn, driving through Brooklyn, and I remember we drove through a section of Brooklyn where there was a lot of Orthodox Jews, and I could see the tassels hanging from under there their sport jackets or their suits. And so back then, you know, every Jewish man would have on his outer garment this, 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 um, these tassels. And when it came time to pray, they would also have that on them as they would come before God. And basically, that in itself, their garment was a walking prayer shawl. And you may say, well, Bishop, what are you saying? I'm saying that every, every, every father ought to be covering their children in prayer. And, and, I, and I remember 
I remember when I read uh, Exodus 28, verse 12 and verse 19. I remember reading that around 1999, and it said the high priest's job was he, the high priest, when he goes in the presence of the Lord, he would wear a vest, and on that vest was the 12 names of Israel on the breast. And that way he would carry the, the, the tribes of Israel on his heart. And then in verse 29, uh, he would have six stones on the sh one shoulder and six stones on the other because he's to carry the burden of the 12 tribes into the presence of God. And from that moment on, 1999, 2000, I began to have a list of people on my prayer, on my prayer list, particularly my leaders. So any leader who's been with me for those 20 years, like for example, Elder Troy, who's here, uh, I would have him and on that list. I would have his wife on that list. You know, I would have you know, all his children on that list. Uh, uh, Faith wasn't born then, but I have all his children on that list, and I would, I would come before the Lord, but I would also have my, my own children on the list. And so, uh, Jessica, could you come? And, and this is, come up here, and this is how, this is how it would look. This is, this is, this is what was thrown on the donkey. And, and so, as I put my prayers as they put the shawls on the donkey. Then the Bible says Jesus was able to ride the donkey and stare the donkey into the perfect will of God. And so what I'm saying is that I cover my daughters, Vanessa and Jessica, with prayers regularly, and I would pray this prayer over them and over many of you who have been, been at this church for years. Uh, uh, I would pray the prayer of Jabez was one of the prayers. Lord, bless them indeed. Lord, enlarge their territory or their sphere of influence. Lord, keep your hand upon them. And Lord, keep them safe that evil will not harm them. And I would pray, and this is what I pray regularly over my children. And there's some children who were born, literally born into my prayers. When I look at uh, Generation Chosen and probably one of the older, uh, I'll say the older teens of that group is Zach. And so, for example, Zach, if you're listening to me right now, all of your life, I have been calling your name before the Lord. That's why I know that God is going to do marvelous things. And my point is, is that, that as, as, and I know his parents pray for them, but my point is, as a man of God, as a pastor, I, I, I cover, I cover you with prayers. Why? So that Jesus can ride and bring you straight into the places where you're supposed to go. That's why I'm not worried about my daughters and where they, and, and where, how they end up and where they're going because I know for, for years, for decades now, I cover them with prayers. Thank you, Jessica. Now you may say, well, Bishop, I haven't been with you at your church that long, at Pentecostal Tabernacle that long. What about me? I got good news for you. 
Right now, I'm going to cover you. I'm going to cover you. And so what I want you to do right now, wherever you are, whether you want to kneel or whether you just want to, you know, lean forward. Maybe you're sitting in the bed relaxing. Uh, I don't, you don't have to get up, but just kind of lean forward because what I'm going to do, I am going to now, I am going to cover you. I'm going to cover you right now. And I'm going to cover you. I, I, I've, I've left this one for you. And I'm covering you right now. I'm covering you right now so that Jesus can ride upon you. So that Jesus, as Lady Common said earlier, can bring you into Jerusalem. He can bring you into his peace. So that Jesus can bring you straight into the temple, straight into his presence that you always be found in the will of the Lord. I want you to bow your heads right now as I pray over you. And I want to pray the prayer that I always pray over you regularly. Even this morning, I called out about 500 to 600 names before the Lord. Some of you worried about your children. Some of you worried about loved ones. I have their names, and I've called them out before the Lord from my heart, bearing the burden. And so, Father, as each and every individual is bowing their heads, whether they are two or 102, right now in the name of Jesus, I ask that you will bless them in all their deeds. Bless them and all their deeds. And we have learned that one of the definitions of the word bless is to empower a person for success. And then, Lord, in this pandemic, I'm still asking you to enlarge their territory. In other words, I'm asking you to enlarge their sphere of influence. And then, Father, I'm asking you, Kabo Setemakata, my God, to, to keep your hand on their lives. And Lord, one of the prayers I, re prayers I regularly pray, I pray like a master chess, chess player that you will strategically, with, the, with your hand, strategically move them into places that are so strategic and so vital to their lives that when they get to those places and see what doors you open up, they will give you glory because they know that only the hand of God could have moved them there. And then, Father, I pray that you will keep them from evil. Keep them from doing anything that will destroy and sabotage their destinies. Keep the enemy from their lives. Keep the enemy, keep the devil out of their homes. Oh, God, I cover them. I pray, Father, that you will cover them with the precious blood of Jesus. Because your word says in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Oh, God, I thank you, Lord, that you would help your people to hear the cries of others, no matter how far away they are. I pray that you help them to carry the burdens of their brothers and sisters. 
And I pray, Father, that they'll never forget where you brought them from up to this point. Hitherto, the Lord has helped us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ah, come on, let's just give God praise right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, as we close out, if you never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, please take the opportunity to ask Jesus to come into your life. You have to simply say this simple prayer, Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. Thank you for coming into my life. I ask you to come into my life, save me from your sins, from my sins, and make me a child of God. The Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So when you just ask him to come into your life and save you, he will do that. And if you've done that, if, you, if you've really made that prayer in sincerity, please feel free to email me or text me at uh, the Pastoral Care Line or get in touch with us. Let us know that you receive Christ and we'll make sure that you get all of the information that will strengthen you and your walk with the Lord. I want to encourage you just before we give the, the closing blessing that this week is Holy Week and we're going to have some prayer watches uh, starting tomorrow, 6 a.m., 12 noon, uh, 6 p.m., 9 p.m., and midnight. It's on the website, but I want you to pay close, close attention that at noontime, we're going to be praying specifically for healthcare workers, uh, cashiers, uh, bus drivers, anybody who we need to help us to basically do life. Uh, I, I know for me, when I go to a cashier at a grocery store, I, I always I say to them, thank you so much for serving. Because if they're not there, we're not able to get any food. So don't simply, we're not simply going to pray for the healthcare workers, although that's important. We're going to pray for um, also cashiers and all that are needed. And so please join us 12 noon tomorrow and also at uh, 9 p.m. That prayer, we're going to be praying for any family that was a that has been affected by the, uh, the coronavirus. Some people have lost loved ones and friends already. Some families have already been affected, whether through death or through sickness. So we're gonna, those two specific times will be for those prayers, but keep an eye on our website. Um, so finally, I'm gonna ask you to put your hands out because I wanna give you a closing blessing. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May he look after you, shield you, defend you, and take care of you. May the Lord make his face to shine, grand beam, and show his pleasure on you. May the Lord be gracious, kind-hearted, pleasant, and compassionate to you. May the Lord show you his favor that will promote you, appreciate you, support you, side with you as you side with him. And finally, may the Lord give you, like Jesus drove that donkey, may the Lord give you his shalom, his peace, his rest, his harmony, his calmness, his composure, his prosperity, his success. And may the Lord remove anything that causes agitation or discord with his divine purpose and destiny for your life. I bless you. According to Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 and 26, I bless you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And everybody say, I receive that blessing. God bless you. I want you to be on the lookout. I'm going to be putting out uh, little videos called Be Encouraged. 
because I really feel like people need to be encouraged in this season. So look out for it this week. God bless you and have a tremendous week.